0: what do you care about? But it's not also, it's not only what do you care about, but I think the question we don't ask ourselves enough is what pisses you off? Like, what pissed me off is like artists being the last people to get paid in this whole like gigantic industry that we're, we have, you know, what pisses me off is that, you know, like we don't pay attention enough to our mental health. Like mm-hmm. what pisses you off? Like really lights your fire. Like you when someone says something and you're like, <sighs>
1: Welcome to Millennial Moments, a podcast for millennials and anyone interested in breaking down the way things are, creating a new paradigm, or just interested in what our generation has to say. The aim of each episode is to examine our fears, share our passions, rip apart cultural norms, and examine by holding space for one another in honest, raw conversation. It's time we stop being spoken for and start speaking up. Hello everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This is the first official episode of Millennial Moments, and I'm so excited to share Nina with you guys. I just got back from her lovely flat in Clapham, And I was so excited from the conversation that I just had to record the intro right away. I actually found Nina on Instagram, a very millennial thing to do, and I think I might have made a new friend out of it. So we really run the gamut in our conversation. We touch on um, career and following a path you love and kind of all the facets involved in that how you really just cannot put all the pieces together from the beginning and uh, even though it's so frustrating it really only makes sense when you're when you're looking back at it. We talk about the pressure that our generation feels to do and to perform and the anxiety that we place not only on our careers but also on our passions and how they can kind of send us into a self-imposed kind of shame spiral um, we touch on creating a space online to explore your authentic self and the importance of um, really slowing down and connecting to your intuition and to what really lights you up and being really honest with yourself about that. I found my conversation with Nina really inspiring. She's got a super interesting background, studied music, worked in a corporate startup, managed a cafe, now works at a really neat meditation studio in London called Remind. So I think you guys will really enjoy this one. Uh, Make yourself a cup of tea and let's get into it. Okay, hi, so I'm here with Nina. Hello. Um, And we'll just jump right into it. So I guess I'd like to start with one, how old you are, where you kind of fall on the millennial spectrum mm-hmm.
0: so I'm 26 I will be 27 next month right. um, and yeah
1: should I just say where, where I'm from yeah so tell us a little bit about like where you're from your your upbringing um we'll go from there
0: yeah so um I'm a bit of a mix. It's really hard to define um, and answer that question quickly for me. So my mother is Greek, my father is English. I was uh, born and raised in Switzerland and my Greek family has always been in Madrid, in Spain. So that's also very much into the mix. (laughs) And um, yeah, I studied, I went to university in Boston uh, and I spent some time in the States And then my visa expired, (laughs) like everybody else. Um, And then I came to London. um, And that was a really easy transition, just with an English passport. Um, I have two older brothers who are still in Switzerland. And yeah, London has been my home for three and a half years now.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So what did you study? And I guess what brought you to America for that?
0: Yeah, so I found singing at quite a young... Well, yeah, when I was 11, Um, and it just became my thing. And so I was really, really focused on going to one school, and one school only, (laughs) and that was Berklee College of Music in Boston. Um, I did two of their summer programs so I was already quite familiar with with the city and the school by the time I got there which was great um and I also have a best friend Sonia who also shares this passion for music so we went there together which was great um, Oh,
1: very cool!
0: and uh, she is also in London so it's funny how you how follow each other out. yeah <laughs> so
1: then yeah after um you finished school kind of what brought you to London? Were you working? Was it I guess yeah. a mix of family as well? Yeah, so I um
0: I studied music business to essentially be a smart musician. I just always imagined myself, you know, at this big table with loads of men telling me what to do about my music and how to dress and how to act and how to talk and I just wasn't down for that. So <laughs> I quickly understood that I would need to understand the music business in order to have a conversation about it and sort of be in the driver's seat. Um, So that's what made me study music business. Uh, I had no intentions of working in the music industry, but when you study in the States, you, you know, you have to get a job within the field of your study for the whole visa thing. So, you know, and I hadn't focused on performing when I was in, in school. I really focused on the music business degree. So, When I ended, I found a job in New York, and that was really hard when I graduated because um, I really have a sense of ethics, and in the music industry, that's quite hard to find. Uh, Mm. So I was really conflicted at the end of my studies. I wasn't sure how I would sort of bring together these two worlds, uh, sort of like music and then my, myself, um, like the music industry and then myself with the sense of ethics.
1: Can you elaborate what you mean by like, ethics?
0: Yes. So it's, I just, I wouldn't be able to work for a record label, for example. Right. Like for me, that's just really hard as a, as a creative person to just, yeah. For me, that would be like working for the devil or something. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of hard. And then, you know, it was like, I want to change things. And everyone around me was like, then do it, you know. And I studied mm. a very entrepreneurial kind of track in the music business um, degree that Berkeley had. So, you know, it was always very much like, I'm going to do my own thing. But like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to tackle the music industry. like yeah. I mean, I have ambitions, you guys, me. but that's a bit much. Um, so in the end, I found a company called Songkick and they sold tickets for artists and really believed that artists came first. So they were kind of like really honing into the relationship between an, an artist and their fans and sort of rewarding their fans and, and sort of building on that. So... Um, so I found my place there, and it was great. It was really championing artists, and, and I that really was think, in New York. Yeah, that was in New York. Um, although the company was actually English, and they had offices in London. Right. So it was just my luck that actually, when I was looking for work, I would in in the states. I wasn't. I wasn't sure I was going to find work, um, and there's always that thing of like you need. Someone to
1: sponsor you—it's just complicated. To stay in <laughs> I've the got space. that from the other side. Yeah, yeah and you're yeah. on the other side. I can only imagine that the states is even more difficult. <laughs>
0: so anyhow, all of that stuff happened, and um, in the end, um, you know, the company that I had looked up to potentially work for if I came to London was also Songkick. So it was just mm-hmm. weird um, how it ended up being, and and yeah, then my visa expired, and I just transferred. And that was really easy um, in terms of, like, paperwork.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Makes your life a lot easier, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I just um, ended up here and worked for them for another year and a half. And then the company was acquired, and I was made redundant. And then I was Um. like, now what? And the thing is, I was, you know, I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. I wanted to do something else, do my own thing, but what is going to be the thing, and I want to save the world, and I want yeah. to help everyone, and I'm not writing any music, and I'm not creative, and all this just really bad.
1: How did you find, you mentioned it was kind of like startupy, y and it sounds like it would be, it was smaller than, like you said, like a, you know, mainstream, like, mm. label or music thing would be. How did you find, I guess, like, the environment or the culture, and how it, meshed with you as a person and it may may be that it changed like in your time there
0: yeah so actually it it did it was interesting because I joined the company and then uh, three months later we went through a merger so um, and it was us which was just a bunch of music lovers and music Mm -hmm. people and the company we merged with was essentially tech so those are two very different cultures yeah and the tech was only in London so there was, like, America, you know, you had New York office, LA office, Nashville, bringing into the mix of tech, London, office.
1: Right. <laughs> so that was a
0: really interesting mix. Like, I want music, I want quiet. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, those kinds yeah. of things. Um, lucky for me, I'm a European. When I was hired, I'm a European living in the States, but I was the only European in the, in the New York office. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, it's just always being, like, in between I don't know uh, but the culture was amazing honestly the time that I spent in an office was amazing in terms of the people that I had around me mm. the culture we worked we worked so hard and I believe that we worked so hard we were able to because of our bond
1: yeah as humans yeah that's amazing and something at least as far as I know can be rare in New York in particular
0: in any company to be honest like I yeah I don't know I don't think I'll be going back into an office anytime soon (laughs) but if I had to I that's my you like that's the level and yeah exactly And I feel like you know anyone who would be lucky enough to experience you know that in the workplace Mm. I mean I feel really blessed and yeah I worked it was crazy by the end of it I was so exhausted I was so
1: because you were, I guess, your young 20s still doing something yeah. into that, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly, you know, and I'm and I I'm I am i am like all or nothing. I mm. don't know how to how to not. And it was start you know, it was like so much work, not enough people, you know, we're working yeah. on like huge campaigns, huge artists, and there's like two of you on the team. Wow. So it's like it you know, but I, I always wanted to work for a small company. I I never even applied to the to the big ones because I just I like doing getting involved and like mm. very entrepreneurial in that way and working, you know, cross-functionally with other departments. All of that happened where I worked and it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and exposed me to a lot of things and made me grow and you know, I could change departments and it was great. I had amazing bosses. It was great, but it was exhausting. God, I'm sure. And I was good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. Mm. And that was
1: so the what, lesson. What was it like? And was there anything in particular you like didn't enjoy? Was it more like the work environment or that pace, and less kind of like the actual, you know, stuff that you were doing? Mm. Or was it a mix. I think it's
0: yeah, it's definitely a mix of everything. I mean, you know, we like I said, the days were really long, mm. um, and I was very dedicated, so I worked a lot of hours. Um, so there's that, but also. It was just really frustrating to I realized after I left and after everything ended that I'd, I'd be looking at things all day that would really frustrate me like a record label announcing an artist's tour and the email looks like it's from 98 like I don't know it's just like yeah yeah just those little things that really just I mean who cares but but I care. Yeah, <laughs> <And this> is, <laughs> you, you know. do. Um, so yeah, it's just like all of that and just not seeing that I'm contributing direct yeah. enough. You know what I mean? It's just...
1: Yeah, we'll put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. And so then um, when you came to London, worked for the same company, but I guess the, the techie side of things, um, how was that until... There was like
0: a music bunch as well yeah. that was here so so with the merger so that was so there were some like of the more music sort of people uh in the london office as well but it was definitely like heavy on on having to bond with the tech culture um and that was interesting the office was kind of separated in that way because they liked more quiet we liked music so right we made it work and the company was really great about like doing things together. And like when we merged, they spent a lot of money on us spending time together. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was, you know, I think it was as best as it was really interesting to, yeah, just to meet different people. Like I went to music school, so tech is like a whole other ball game as well. But at the same time, you know, math and music are not that.
1: So. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, how did you find um, London versus New York in terms of, mm. um, I guess in terms of everything really, but mostly kind of working still early in your career? I mean,
0: getting hired as your first job out of uni in New York, I was like am I going to work now like this is you know I was I remember just being on the subway and being like what? there's I mean, no role I live back. in New York City like I just it was just so like in a movie almost yeah. it was like what this is you know and I had spent quite a bit of time in New York because obviously I studied in Boston but living there working there and being like okay I'm going to work now and to be fair I was you know I got an internship first uh, that was meant to last three months and then three weeks later they offered me a job which was great um but uh but yeah my life in New York was how many was it like it was almost a year that I was there um it was very intense like living in New York the way I compare it to London I guess it's like if you're trying to go and do your shopping like your food shopping in New York it's never just a quick go to the shop and come home it's like hey, have you heard about this? Hey, what's up, girl? Like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, there's so much going on. There's yeah. so much distraction. And, you know, here it's like, oh, I'm just going to go back. but like, No one's going to talk to me. No one's going to, like, tell me about, I don't know <laughs> what happened to them that day.
1: Yeah, New York
0: is just that much more expressive and in your face. Mm. <laughs> if you want to be in your own space in New York, it's a, a lot harder.
1: Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I only, I... Went to Penn, but interned in New York over a few mm. summers, so only ever, like, a few months did I live there, but one, not being from a city, so that wasn't, like, what mm. I knew growing up, and then also New York was, I was a tourist there, too, even mm. being American. I remember, yeah, that feeling of, um, it's always just happening, like, even when you're sat in your own room, yes. and it's, like, quote-unquote quiet, it's never quiet, and then, and then even moving to London, and it being, like, it's still a major city, you know, one of the biggest cities mm-hmm. in Europe, blah, blah, blah. But just this stark contrast in terms of, yeah, exactly what you said, like being able to turn on and turn off, which I guess both, you know, both have their pros and cons in terms of being engaged and people kind of being awake and listening all the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've always thought that it would take a toll on me really quickly if I lived in New York for an extended period Mm -hmm. of time, like a bunch of my friends do, but... Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know how people... I guess if you're from New York and you never leave, like, I get it. But people who move to New York and then never leave... I mean, it's amazing. I think it's amazing. But I, I just... I know I would... I don't know how I would do it. Yeah.
1: I've always thought you... There's either, like, a particular type of person who they mm-hmm. thrive on mm-hmm. it, or you have to get really clear really fast on how you're going to make it work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's really hard early in your career. Like, I didn't really enjoy New York like yeah. you know you don't have like salary to enjoy it the time if you're working crazy like my first three days as an actually actual like employee of this company I went home at like eleven thirty p.m. so I was like oh well, what did I get myself into yeah I got a job but oh my god <laughs> um, what's happening but hey it taught me how hard I could work and that mm. is a really good thing to know
1: yeah Right, so then you were in London, and right, so what happened when you were so, made redundant? Which seems mm, to be happening to a lot of people that I don't know these days. But yeah,
0: so when I, I knew it was kind of like a slow burn. So we mm. all knew that it was. We all knew something was up. Like we knew we knew things were happening. Anyways, um, and so I I knew that my time was coming, um, which was like. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it was it was difficult. Obviously, there, it was like October, so I was a bit like I'm gonna take some time, right? Do the holidays, Christmas, all that.
1: So did you feel and like then, you had to start like? Because I was thinking it would be nice, I guess, to know that it was coming on your time. But then also, I know that I personally would have this thing in the back of my head of like, so should I start looking now? Well, <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, you.
0: you I mean, our own, like, you know, my, my own boss was like, you, you should be looking for work. Like, oh, everyone, yeah. it was just, you know, we all kind of knew, but we didn't know when, so that's the thing. Right. It was like, okay, this is the vibe, people are leaving, like, it's all, it's all like, we know this is happening. And for me, it was like, okay, like, I mm-hmm. need to do something different. I know that I'm in this, like, cycle of not sleeping and just working and just not, being healthy and just all of the things mm. um so I knew I, I you know I, they knew I was kind of there to help until like not the end but it's so good almost. like the death march yeah we're just waiting well it's so funny because um obviously there was an end date and I left and I was like I don't know one of like eight or something left wow. and then it's really weird when your entire office becomes like a meeting room
1: Oh my god! Very
0: strange. Um, and I went away, I did some other work, uh, and then I came back. <laughs> my boss called me and he was like, hey, um, so now we have a, a date for the shutdown. We got two weeks. Can I hire you as a temp to help us shut this down? I was like, yep, yeah, no worries. So we sold tickets and we had to fulfill all these tickets.
1: Wow.
0: All these tickets that had been sold for future concerts and they said to be sent out. So I stuffed tickets in an envelope for a good while. To
1: just fully shut it like, down.
0: Yeah, just to try and get the operation. like, It's crazy operationally what, what that entails. So I feel like I've got decent experience, although it was very short, uh, in terms of like running a business.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. kind and of from all sides. Maybe what not to do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so uh, then you <laughs> took some time. Um, and I guess um if you said you kind of already knew like you were needing to do something different you were aware that you were kind of burning the candle at both ends or whatever that maybe it was almost like a blessing in disguise
0: well definitely Um, I mean I was trying to sort of reconnect with my music so mm -hmm. I guess I'll go back a little bit but so when I was at Berkeley You know, when I got to Berkeley, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do all these things, and we're going to have an EP by then, and I'm going to, you know, all of the plans. And none of those things happened. Um, In retrospect, I think Berkeley was, Berkeley's really intimidating. Um, You know, I, everyone there is the best where they come from.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible school. And
0: so it's, yeah, I was really young, and it's, yeah, it's a lot. So, anyways, I focused on the music business, and I graduated, and I bought a guitar, which was not my instrument. Um, I was always like trying to write with piano, and but never could, and had like writer's block for years. And but I always was like, I just convinced myself. I was like, no, but you you're going to do this. You're just going through a block, like even if the block is like years. I'm so like, you were
1: doing that or you were trying to do trying. that as well as yeah, like being the school new music. Oh, well, at school. Okay. Yeah, school
0: yeah. still. And then when that's finished and I was looking for work, I was like, okay, I have time now. Like uh, we're going to really yeah. do this music thing. Like we got to, we going to do it. Like just okay. like I was at the beginning of Berkeley. I was like, okay, now Berkeley's finished. Cool, got the guitar. I wrote some songs and I was like, I found myself. Okay, yay. And I did, to be honest, I yeah. did find myself in the guitar. That's where I found my voice how I love to sing Um, and yeah just let I think let my authentic voice be for the first time Mm. Um, you know in in music school you're always told like not to imitate or you know you can imitate but you need to do find your own thing and I found that after I think Um, and so when I was at Songkick towards the end when it was all kind of winding down and it wasn't so crazy with hours I was like okay well Great, right, and now I have the time. Right, one more time.
1: <laughs> Here <laughs> so we go again. So it's just this like yeah, yeah, this
0: little wave that's just been happening, and so I did a few um, a few gigs in London, and um, I was like I was like okay yeah we're gonna do this. A friend of mine um, was managing me. I was so flattered that anyone would even spend time on that for on my behalf. Like it was just yeah, really flattering right. and gave me lo- lots of confidence to. To sort of, you know, do it. And then job ended. And it was like, right. Now, there's nothing left in the horizon. You got all the time. Do it. And I just couldn't. Every time I sat down with the guitar, it was like so much anxiety. Everything is shit. Like, just terrible. It was just not a fun experience. And I was mm-hmm. trying to record my songs. And I was telling everyone, like, any piece coming out because that's what I do. I like tell people something that's so that I have to do it. Yeah, and then I don't, and I feel loads of shame. Oh. And then I go through that process, and then I'm like, I came to a point where I was like, uh, no one's gonna care if these songs don't get recorded, and not in the like depressing way, but in the everyone just moves on with their life. Yeah, and if you don't want to like record these songs. It's totally fine,
1: and that shame is all, I guess, you
0: creating it. Yeah, like I remember just being so panicky about it. My mm. boyfriend was like,
1: "What is gonna happen?"
0: And I was like, "My friend Carlota, like she's put all this time into me. My friend who's managing me, like oh he's like, dude, like you need to do yeah. us right for you." Like
1: it's so interesting. Like I felt that a lot, and I see, like, feel like maybe it's a trend, I guess, in creatives that literally that cycle of once I have time, I'm going to do this thing for me. It's writing, but, like, could be any, I guess, Mm -hmm. creative outlet. And you you have a little bit of time, but then once you have that, quote, like, precious time, then you have also all the pressure on it of, like, write, create now. And then you're, Mm -hmm. like, okay, then you have life happen and you're, like, making money and you're doing stuff. And then you're, like, yeah, but in three months I'm going to have the time. (laughs) And then you have the time and then, yeah, this, like, crushing pressure of this thing that you're you love and like is your guiding light and like is your quote passion and what you Mm want to do with your life but then you're just faced with this block and I don't really have I guess like a solution or really anywhere that I'm going with that except for it's interesting I guess Mm -hmm. the the anxiety that we create for ourselves when I guess it's just yeah the pressure you're putting on something that you love yeah, yeah, and it's because we care. And, mm. and the thing is, it,
0: it became like my identity, I suppose. It was like, yeah, I'm Nina, the singer, you always sang, like, you're always going to, yeah, you just do that. And it, yes, you've been working here and doing the music business thing, but everyone knows that alongside that, like, I'm trying to do all the other stuff. Yeah, as small and like bite-sized as it was, like I was just trying to put it out there and be like, "Oh guys, here's one song." Yeah. And there's still like one song on my SoundCloud and <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that, you know. Then I have some recordings on my computer that maybe we'll see the light of day cuz now I'm just not so precious about it.
1: Yeah. I think that's interesting the piece about identity. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, once Once you've got that, quote, like precious time, I'm saying with like a capital T, like it's this time that we all crave and we don't have enough of and we need it set aside, I guess then it's when we, yeah, it's not just like this is my hobby anymore. It's like, okay, this is me and this is going to be me and it's Mm -hmm. like you want the world to recognize exactly like what you see in it and that's so like a crushing, like, Pressure because it's it's all yeah built out of an identity and out of like a true passion, but it can be so overwhelming. Yeah, and
0: every song is so like raw for me that it's like
1: the whole exercise is is like this is literally me naked. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and
0: I'm and it's so funny because for the longest time, what stopped me from releasing music was a name. Mm. I was like, what's gonna be my name? But I was like. Go coming at it backwards. It was like I need the name, like very cerebral. I need the name, and then from there it's gonna be like a concept, and then there's gonna be like this EP, like three EPs, and they're gonna, like all you in have, my like, head. A strategy, but, not but the it was content. like I need the yeah exactly, and it was like I and the name and what what's the name like? Okay, so I wrote this song, but what kind of artist am I? And like what's the, pr- but I was also like. I'm not gonna work with producers because I want to do it all myself.
1: Right. Am I? <laughs> oh, I
0: do. Oh, um So yeah, the the name thing—it's so interesting. And then one day, it hit, literally, I was like, actually, um, I was seeing my best friend sing, and we both have a very long last name. So she's got it same like Sonia, but then she calls herself Sonia Stein, and that's her—that's her name. And it was—it was so funny because I remember the first time that I saw her perform and introduce herself as that, because I know her as like her normal her name, name yeah. and. And it just kind of, I was like, oh. And then I realized how strange it would be if I got up there and was like,
1: my name is
0: Lalani or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would just, and then you'd sing these songs that are like just me. Like, yeah. So then I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to be Nina. And the thing is, is that these big questions oh. in life, like you literally, like you answer them, just not all of them, but some of these, it's it's so funny how one day it just goes.
1: Yeah, you answer done. them by deciding that you don't need to focus on the answer, <laughs> which is Please. so much easier said than done. But yeah, it's, it's a, even like with this podcast, I was telling you before we started recording, it's been about two years of what is the podcast going to be, who's going to do the art, who's going to do the music, what microphone am I going to use, what's the strategy going to be, I'm going to have to maybe record five interviews yeah, first the and same. then release them, and it's like... <laughs> then you don't do anything it's like this gridlock of like and then I think what's even more I guess interesting but like detrimental is like the shame that you put yourself into for no reason Mm -hmm. like it's this secret like secret shame as well because you're like well I haven't really told anyone that I'm doing it but in my head I have this grand plan and that every day that I don't do it is like every day I'm like failing which is crazy because every day I'm also succeeding in plenty of other things mm-hmm. or just existing which is enough blah 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 but yeah you're like failing every day at some arbitrary thing yeah. that and created. the day yeah the day I was like
0: okay like everyone's excited for me to release my music because obviously they they love and support me and it's and it's amazing but also like everyone wants me to be happy mm, and yeah if that's not making music right now or sharing it in this context then so be it, and then there was a little bit of secondary shame of like, oh, but I went to this amazing music school. I need to like use this knowledge. Like, I need to be writing manuscripts and composing.
1: And it was like all I was of this stuff. Ask, ask about that actually, because I think I mean being from Penn as well, or just like I don't know a school with with more than the school name attached. I guess you feel. Um, Again, yeah, like, it's another level of, like, fail, failure if you're not doing something mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it, I guess. And I guess I'll go back to earlier where I put a pin in it to say, you know, I think something that leads people like us or people that go to these schools to those schools is you have a really strong flame inside for something. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, intrinsic and totally your own and not something that came from the outside world because that's what I think truly gets people to those places Mm. usually it's like okay I have this really strong passion but then um it almost works counterintuitively because you get this anxiety about needing to do the things and change the world and I always likened it to like being like a pent-up waterfall or something behind Mm -hmm. the dam but like not really knowing when it's going to be released and how it's going to be released But just knowing you have all of this to give and then the added like, prestige of, and I'm so blessed to have been giving this platform to help me do it, mm-hmm. and then if you're not doing mm-hmm. whatever it yeah. is, you well, feel you lost. Suck. So yeah, <laughs> can you can you speak, I guess, on on that piece of it a little bit more?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have been so lucky to have like the most supportive family um, and... And, yeah, and, and a lot of it is just is, is me, really. But um, but there is that pressure and going, I don't know, I wanted to, you know, I, I went to the summer pro- programs at Berkeley. I was 15 when I started. So it's like this Berkeley thing has been part of my identity, like, for a while. And I really felt like I never lived up to the reputation of the school. And I still feel like I haven't in some ways. Um, yeah. I feel, you know, I wouldn't change it, but I definitely feel like um, I was really young when I was at Berkeley. And it's really challenging on so many deep emotional levels, that place. And I was going out with a guy at the time who was four years older than me, and I always sort of envied the fact that he was a bit older, because Mm -hmm. he already had a degree, and he was kind of like... I did the degree thing, thing. and now I'm going to go and do the thing that I really want to do. So he had that extra, like, determination, I feel, as well. Yeah. Um, And just more focus, because he's just that bit older, um, and maybe a bit more confident. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that, yeah, the school, it was challenging to let go of that, for sure, to let go of that pressure of I have to live up to the Berkeley name.
1: Yeah, I guess it goes back to that identity away. thing too. Yeah, so you kind of also weave that into yourself as well. Yeah,
0: and then I was like, well, if I'm not like the music person who cares about artists and wants to smash the system and like do it all herself and DIY everything and like super raw, authentic, like who am I? Yeah. So and that was so scary Mm. and um yeah you just have to unpeel everything really
1: (laughs) right so can you talk about how um again I'm guessing that's kind of where you found yourself post job post kind of figuring out that maybe this also wasn't the right time to be you know I guess constructing this dream that you Mm would have put in place for yourself I don't know five years 10 years, Mm -hmm. whatever, before, kind of, did you find yourself at like a rock bottom, kind of what emotions were you feeling, Um, and where did you begin, I guess, that rediscovering of, okay, who is Nina now? Mm. So, yeah, I guess the
0: easiest way is to kind of go chronologically, Um, so yeah, I I helped shut down everything, and then... I knew I had a bit of time to just kind of be and just sort of look at what's out there without too much pressure. I really, yeah. I was like, okay, January, I'm going to be like full on, like, let's go for work. Yeah, And that meant literally just anything. But I was looking, I was looking at things that like felt like would make a difference in an impact mm. so it wasn't necessarily it wasn't I didn't want music so unless it was maybe like a Spotify or something but also wasn't 100% like I wanted to explore something else a different right. industry just see what was out there I was very like open so long as I have a few criterias like I like small businesses even though I know that that means probably lots of hours and not so much money but yeah, I mean, I've always sort of picked that over a big corporation that no one would really know me. Yeah, it's just not my environment. Um, something that had impact. So those were really the two things. Um, and an opportunity came up. I interviewed, actually, I was interviewing um, in, like, late November, December. And it matched those criterias. Um, and christmas holidays so i was kind of like waiting for the offer i was really excited about it i was like oh my god i can't believe this is coming together i'm gonna work for this company like trying to deal with waste and it's gonna be great and all this stuff like waste in commercial kitchens basically um and the offer came and the same day i got an email from another company that I had applied for like in November, never heard back. I completely forgot about it. Right. But that same day, I got an email from them and they wanted to talk to me. And that was in like beauty. And I was really excited. So I was right. like, I'm going to somehow say no to this job. But I, I, I was like, I can't, I can't say no to this job. And my boyfriend and my friend Maria were like, why? I was like because i was given a job the salary is good it matches and the other criteria. company wasn't in, it wasn't an yeah. offer
1: it was just like let's it was just you. let's talk oh wow yeah so it'd be turning down something with so, no i guess net there yeah i mean nothing
0: i was just like
1: okay are we gonna just take a
0: crazy decision and yeah my i had a good chat i'm really really grateful for my boyfriend he Can always is like bringing amazing. in bringing in the people. other perspective yeah. Um, and helping me step out of my own narrative. Um, and yeah, he was just like, Are you gonna be excited about this in six months? And I was like, And it was a sales job. And I was like, No. He was like, Then say no. It's a no brainer. So I said no. Hmm. I started interviewing with this other company who was based in, it, the, it was, so the company only had offices in New York. And they were opening their London office and I would be employee number four. Wow. So for me, it wasn't necessarily like a very important job, but it was being employee number four, establishing the new office here, like all of that, the culture, like Mm. all of that for me was really important. American company. I've been in the States, like so many things matched because they're trying to expand into Europe. I speak a few languages. Like it was just like, yes, I'm ticking the boxes. This job's going to be mine. I interviewed, I'm not kidding, for two months. I did ten interviews. For the same role. For the same oh role. My gosh. Ten interviews, including the CEO. Uh, and like four out of ten of these women, they were all women, went to like Harvard Business School. Like we're talking interviews. and yeah. And I didn't get the job.
1: Wow.
0: I met the team here. I didn't get the job. I don't think they hired anyone um basically the what they said to me was like the job kind of changed as the interview was going along um so I wasn't very pleased um I let them know that
1: I was gonna say you, not, not only do you have like the added just rejection but I bet you felt really frustrated uh, from a number of reasons and I mean I
0: got the offer in March like end of January I said no to that job started interviewing and now we're at the end of March
1: oh so so much time you've kind of been putting all of your eggs in one basket yeah exactly so then that happened and then
0: end of March um, I was going away for two weeks uh, to Brazil uh, for my brother's wedding so I was like all right, I didn't get this job I'm gonna chill go to Brazil have fun spend the time there come back and we start again
1: and then it will be time (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um exactly so we start again and here i was like okay i really just need a job like i just really need to work i really need some money um and there was just a cafe down the road um they'd still have the thing from january like looking for baristas and i was always thinking about it and then again my boyfriend was like hey the sign is still up so i called them like the week before i went to brazil and the lady called me, and she was like, oh, I'd love to see you. Like, come on in. Actually, I'm, I'm, I need some managers, so, like, why don't you come in? And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to make some coffee, but, like, okay, <laughs> great. So that was the conversation. I went to Brazil, came back, and I got a job there. I got a managerial job within two weeks, but there was no support. There was no training. I was in charge of a team. It was a new location. So many things that were unfamiliar, mm-hmm. new. I was given loads of responsibility. Um, and it's like, you know, like things like health and safety. Like, we're, you know, yeah. running a cafe. Like, a cafe. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was like, oh my God, I'm like breaking the law. <laughs> like, this is terrible. It was so bad for my anxiety. And it was really far in the end. Just so many things were wrong. And my probation was three months. And then I had like a two-month notice period. Right. So I was like, okay, I need to really assess what's going on here. But I was like, but I'm learning and I'm growing. And, you know, it's, it's got that word manager on the CV. It's going to help me, like, get somewhere, get a back, bit, you know. Play. And one day, actually, I managed to go to my favorite yoga class. Um, I started practicing in January. That's, we can come back to that. Mm-hmm. And opened my eyes, got up, and I was like, I'm done. And the next day I went in, and I quit. And I gave them, I told them I would work for a week, and I couldn't even finish the week. And it's so unlike me, but I was like, no. Like, that was the first time that I felt like my voice was coming out and was like, no. Like, you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to just pretend you did all these things and didn't. You know, it was just so hard Mm. to work with, with another manager there, and I just... Was like, I've had it, I'm not gonna just do this, so I quit. Wow,
1: that's amazing! And they obviously. were like,
0: What are you gonna do? And I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna work in this meditation studio, which I hadn't even applied for, there wasn't even a job for. Actually, there was a listing that had come up like a week before, and literally, that's how I left. I was like, I'm gonna go, I need, I think I need to do to like teach yoga and work, um, there's this meditation studio, and I need to, I'm going to get in there. Okay. <laughs> I know no, nothing, nothing to yeah. go on. Like, this is just me being like, no, 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 no. Clearing the way.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like, and I can relate to this, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have this, like, visceral reaction to anything that wasn't in alignment exactly and I know that's kind of tossed around a lot but like I I feel like we're similar I guess in the way of I don't know always building the resume Mm -hmm. and kind of setting yourself up for the best case scenario when you don't even really know what best case scenario would be like I've lived my whole life being like this would be good this will open doors for the future but I just got to keep all the doors open because I don't really know which door I'm gonna want so let's just keep them all open so I guess um yeah, so then it must have been, was it like a foreign thing? Like, oh, who is this, who is this voice? Hmm. Or did it, yeah, how did that feel, I guess? And maybe it was just that you had finally gotten to that point where whatever needed to, you know, shine through you was just like, right, we're here, we're going to stop mm. this. But yeah, I don't know if
0: you could... I mean, I was pushed so much in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm again. I'm so lucky that to be surrounded by the right people. Mm. Um, that is just key. Um, so,
1: and had you always had you always kind of been into yoga and meditation, or did you just I guess start in that January period? So I had done some yoga when I was
0: at Berkeley. Actually, I took it for credit. There was a class there for credit, uh, two semesters, which was very cool. So yoga for musicians. Um, loved it. I loved the teacher, um, and she was great. And now, after all the years, I can really... Because I've seen so many teachers, I'm like, she was really great. Um, and I remember when I finished those two classes, I was asking her about where she did her teaching, and like her her teacher training and stuff. Um, but anyways, and then I lived in New York, <laughs> and I did not subscribe to the gym. I only subscribed to the yoga studio. And uh, I was a member there, and I that was the only thing that really yeah, I was, helped me sort of build, um, sort of helped me have boundaries with work.
1: Mm-hmm. I was trying,
0: I was like, I have a yoga class at seven and I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay. So it was, I was trying to, yeah, really gap. actively trying to make it a bit more balanced. And then, yeah, I came to London, wasn't practicing yoga at all in the time I was working um, in the music industry. And then... I got an ad on Facebook like that November and they were opening up a um, studio down the road and they had like this founder's membership, which was like really cheap for six months if you uh, like subscribe now before the studio had even opened because it was opening in January. So I did that and I had my six month cheap subscription. I could go every day unlimited and it's eight minutes walk from here. Perfect. Opened January 1st and I went January 1st and I it was like the thing that I tried to do every day like tried to get me out of the house Mm. because I did go through some periods of just waking up early and just sitting here and sitting some more
1: and it's so interesting (laughs) 2pm
0: and I'm still sitting here and I've done
1: nothing that was me um, this summer Mm. I'd always kind of done yoga probably was more in the mindset of like it's exercise. And then, really, this summer when I found myself in my own rock bottom, started going to a studio that was just down the road that I literally just hadn't, like, had my eyes open, didn't even, like, know it was Mm -hmm. there. And then, yeah, it was a thing where I was, like, I'm just going to do this to have it be, like, an anchor to my day Mm -hmm. and think about it less as, like, this is my exercise Mm -hmm. for the day and more of, like, Mm -hmm. this is my thing that's getting me out of the house Mm -hmm. and that I'm going to focus on instead of focusing on my life circumstances. Yes. And that I think really shifted my relationship to yoga, but then also, which I'm only really starting to notice, probably my relationship to myself and all that comes with, I guess, a yoga practice.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I was really lucky to meet uh, an amazing teacher at the studio, uh, Sara, and in her class, uh, she talked about at the end she mentioned a workshop that she was running. And so at the end of the class, I asked her about, um, about the workshop and if there would be any like work on the chakras. Mm. And because I was like, I've got this creative blog, I've got this creative blog. i was like, oh, I'm going to... Unblock me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she was like, yes, chakra. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I was like, down. And then there was just one more person hanging around there and she turned around and she was like, oh, have you ever tried Reiki? And I was like, no. Um, she says, oh, well, I'm a Reiki healer. Um, I was like, great, that sounds really cool. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I live down the road. I was like, yeah, me too. And I don't have a job right now. I was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and the teacher was like, you guys need to connect. Yeah. You change numbers right now. So we did, and we went for brunch, like, I don't know, the next day or something. And we became super close, super fast. I love
1: how life happens like that. And
0: Maria is just such a special person in my life. And she started giving me Reiki. And her practice is amazing because she does it with crystals as well. So it's crystal Mm. Reiki healing. And that was like... I mean, she opened up so many things for me. Um, Just her... Just, yeah, the amazing person that she is and her energy and um she's like a big sister to me and yeah the reiki she gave me so much confidence in Mm. you know that tiny voice of intuition that you're like oh I feel like this but oh you know like whatever it's like no she's like listen to that (laughs) she's really like so yeah um All of this stuff with Reiki um, and yoga and the workshops. And I I just became really active about solving my creativity problem. Mm. But not in a doing thing. Not in sit with your guitar every day and
1: feel like shit.
0: Because that's what was happening. It was like, okay, maybe we need to just step away from the guitar. I wasn't like, I'm never going to do this again. I was like, I'm just like, I gave myself the space. I allowed myself to not have to play the guitar and not have to sing.
1: Mm. Like, that's Which okay. Pretty, yeah, and brave. I guess brave when you kind of let go of the thing and just trust that it, it's gonna happen. But just mm-hmm. maybe it needs to be happen in a different way. Exactly in
0: a different like. It, now I can say this, but it has to be held in a different way. Yeah. And so yeah with you know I think it was even my first Reiki session or I don't know but you know we did a bunch and in one of them she, she's like I see you I see you there playing your guitar with people and candles and it's gonna happen it's gonna happen however you wanna happen and however it's gonna happen but she was like I see it mm. and you know two months ago I did a workshop here with my friend Francesca and who is an amazing sound healer and yoga teacher and just beautiful human and she invited me to play a few songs at the end of her sounds to bring everyone back and it was like yes and when it happened I hadn't sung in like a year but Mm -hmm. I did it I was here on my floor and it felt so natural it felt so good to be on my floor with candles and people just coming out of this magical sound bath they had just been in and I was like this is my stage. Yeah.
1: I was
0: like, yes.
1: This is this is nice. A 19-year-old cool. you at Berkeley college would have never, I guess, <laughs> been able to say, right? I want to get here, so I'm going to go from points A, B, and C like to get uh, I want just...
0: to I start from my bedroom floor in the dark with candles. And that's where I'm going back to. Yeah. Isn't that
1: funny? Oh, that's crazy. Like So I guess then, yeah, the almost inevitable end of your timeline then is Mm -hmm. there's this meditation studio so yeah so remind opened in february yeah of this great year and so i guess yeah for people who don't know it's a studio Mm -hmm. called remind which is in london yes it's in victoria and we are a meditation
0: studio meditation only studio um and it's a very unique place in london and I saw it when it opened in February, I went to a class and I loved it, and I don't know, I'm quite, this is another like theme in my life, I'm, I'm quite stubborn, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this one place, I'm going to apply for this one job, and again, I'm going to apply to this one company, and so yeah, when I finished the whole like cafe managing thing, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, I'm going to get some training, and I knew I wanted to go to India, but I was like, oh, I can't go right now, Um, and in the end, there was this, yeah, this assistant weekend role that came up, and I applied for it, and I didn't hear, I think I applied for it in like June, beginning of June, and even end of May I applied uh, I, w- I waited I chased and chased and in the end it... anyway in the end I joined the team in August I started as an assistant and then yeah they just needed a bit more help I had found some other work like freelance working yeah, with, grises, working with the someone meantime, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I was really lucky actually through a connection I met at the cafe management job world is funny you just have to go through the process guys this is just what it is and so this girl was like oh she moved to France and this guy contacted her about a job she had applied ages ago and she was like I'm gone but you should talk to this girl because she's basically a bit like me and I met this person and I started working with him and Mm -hmm. he was great to work with he paid me really well and so that allowed me to to sort of do both, and I was kind of like mm-hmm. doing this thing for a bit. I was working a lot of like seven days a week for a while, and just a bit much. But hey, I knew it wasn't forever, and it's just like okay, we gotta just get to a certain point. And then came September, and you know Rima needed more help, and it was perfect because that guy was had someone coming in full time, and they, during the summer she was just working her probation, so it was her like, um,
1: right
0: time. Uh, to get out of the company that she was in so it, it just all worked out and yeah I had applied for other jobs when I was still at Rewind because I was like oh I'm gonna need another part time job and in the end it worked out that you know I was like you guys need more help and I would rather work only here so there we go out. and uh, yeah. now we're here and yeah I'm part of the team there and now
1: I've got my weekends back which is great <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so yeah So you posted something on Instagram, I think recently, just about um, following what lights your fire Mm. and kind of using that question as your, I guess, like Mm -hmm. guide when you're um, making a step or trying Mm -hmm. to make a decision, which I can really um, relate to. And then you also mentioned this piece about getting really honest with yourself and then being brave enough to follow what comes up, which I think is the piece that's missing Mm -hmm. in that discussion of what lights your fire. Mm -hmm. Because I think that question is so loaded, kind of back to what we were talking about, how it's supposed to be this freeing question of, okay, but like, what are you passionate about? Do that, because you can do anything. But if you're anything like I think we are, it can also then spark that anxiety Mm -hmm. of, well i have a lot of passions so what do i do with them um so i was wondering yeah if you could kind of elaborate on that um honesty and then coupled with the bravery to listen to it even if it goes in the face of an identity that you might really hold strongly hmm. Hmm. so much there
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah I remember reading this book last year called The Multi-Hyphen Method the Canon, and yeah. it was amazing I really needed to listen to everything that she was saying um, it really I was really self-conscious about the fact that I was like a generalist and not a specialist yep and that book made me feel like actually um like career longevity today is being a jack of all trades it's being able to roll with the punches or whatever we say yeah um yeah it's it's being able quick to adapt which gave me a self like a sense of self-confidence like okay it's okay it's a really weird world we live in with interviews and hiring it's just such a weird process
1: yeah (laughs) yeah so
0: that really helped me um and I don't know if it's in this book as well but it's like what what do you care about? But it's not also... It's not only what do you care about, but I think the question we don't ask ourselves enough is what pisses you off? Like, what pissed me off is, like, artists being the last people to get paid in this whole, like, gigantic industry that we we have. You know, what pisses me off is that, you know, like, we don't pay attention enough to our mental health. Like, mm. what pisses you off? Like, really lights your fire. Like, you've, when someone says something and you're like... I don't know about you, but, like, I'm very fiery. I'm an Aries. Like I said, my birthday's next month, and I'm super impulsive. And like... I'm a Leo,
1: so I got you with a fire sign. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think those things... And, yes, I have a lot of passions, but then I guess all these passions can meet mm-hmm. under the theme of what lights you up, whether yeah. it's positive or negative. Yeah. And with that, I think... I really felt frustrated with, like, how I could help, how I could truly help the world be a little bit of a better place, um, and I've done some humanitarian work, and that's just lit my fire in a positive way, in like, immensely, and, you know, being so privileged, really, to have everything that I have and my health and education and just everything. I, I just feel like I need to do something every day that I can see is helpful. Mm. And, you know, when I started working at Remind, I guess I didn't actually see how important that place actually is. Um, and actually, the every day that I spend there is more i realize more you know it's not just a you know front of house job yeah it's a lot and um and i see i see how important you know giving that kind of space is for people
1: yeah can you elaborate on i guess why i guess particularly city dwellers i mean there seems to be kind of a influx of um Not necessarily meditation centers, but there seems to be a craving for this new kind of community or setting, which I think is really well um, epitomized in Remind. I've never seen another, I don't know, institution or Mm. setting, whatever, like that. And um, I guess, why do you think we're craving this?
0: I mean, there's just so much coming at us every day, like from all from our phones from TVs computers like it's just so distracting and this stillness that really does exist within us all is there and a place like Remind is you know allows you to reconnect I mean the sessions that are held there are really powerful and meaningful and um, I see real change in people and that Mm. has been so beautiful and actually like it's so beyond what I think I could have ever imagined, really. When you see it in practice, it's it's amazing. You see, you know, Londoners come in and they have their tea and no one's talking to each other. Everyone's being, like, really Londoner. <laughs> and it's like, oh, please, can the minutes go by so I can just get into the studio and get into this class? And everyone goes upstairs and then they spend, you know, whatever time they do in there and then they come down and you see these little conversations happen and everyone just went up there and no one chatted to each other. It's not like, you know, Mm. whoever's running the sessions like, hey, guys, talk to each other. No, it's just everybody just came back to themselves, took a minute to connect, and you realize that you're human and you can talk to another human and it's okay.
1: Yeah, and I think you realize, and I've just like kind of been realizing this myself, is that's when life happens. Like you were saying, like, oh, that's when you ask a random question and the person next to you has the answer and you learn about this Reiki teacher or you learn a, you mm-hmm. meet someone else who then three years later gives you a freelance job mm-hmm. and that's I think where like life actually is happening it's not happening when I'm sitting down to plan out what I'm going to do the thing and how I'm going to get to do the thing and yeah I, I think yeah there's um I've been yeah getting really into meditation and yoga and all of the I guess Lifestyle um, and teachings attached to it, and I think if you're looking at it from the outside, you can see it as a woo-woo thing or something that millennials or us young people are just doing because it's trendy and the tea tastes nice Mm -hmm. and it looks good on Instagram. Mm. But actually, I think for the large majority of us, it's no. We we need we know recognize that there's a need to do things differently. And the way to do that is to, like you were saying, to get back in touch with who we all actually are in our core. And we've just kind of lost it. And the world's kind of been operating on that for a really, really long time. And it's been working until it's clearly not anymore. (laughs) Clearly. I mean, just with the rise and, I don't know, the mental health crisis. And everyone is burnt out. Like, And maybe, I know I'm only in my young. and maybe everyone's always been burnt out but it seems like an epidemic (laughs) oh
0: definitely I mean I was I I didn't know how to sleep like my my resolution for last year was sleep that's it I was like you gotta sleep and it took me some time but uh now I yeah now I sleep I'm I sleep my seven eight hours I'm very proud of myself and I you know I realized that I power walked everywhere
1: yeah when I used
0: to work um, like, I, I was always like so hot in the tube and I would never understand how people were just sat there with their hats and gloves and scarves. I'd be like, I, I'm like completely undressing here. Like what is going on? And it took me, yeah, I was living like that for two
1: years in London and it took me that long to be like... <gasps> and you're like Ooh. holding your breath. Yeah. Like I feel like mm. all of 2018, like I don't think I took a breath. <laughs> like, when you actually realize what breathing and sleeping actually are yeah it's pretty great (laughs) exactly
0: and to come back to that you know reconnection and how you are brave enough to do the things you need to do when they come up for you Mm. um yeah a lot of a lot of meditation definitely I mean sitting in stillness and when it's like when I was in that yoga class and I just opened my eyes and I was like that's it I'm not going to do this job anymore. And I hadn't gone to yoga in so long. And I was just, it was like my first day off in so many days, like 12 or something stupid. And I just was like, that's it. And I had, you know, the weeks before, I was talking to Maria, and I was like, oh, but I'm learning, you know, and la, la, la. And she's like, but why do you have to, like, beat yourself up while you're walking and learning? Like, there are other ways for you to learn,
1: Oh, I love that. It don't have to be this painful. That is literally medicine for me right now. I was like, oh, okay, right on.
0: Then (laughs) I can just say thank you very much, guys, and goodbye. And just like that, I came back the next day, lump in my throat, gone. I'm free. Mm. uh, This is not my life. Like I am not a prisoner of my day-to-day life. I am in control. And when you want to quit that job, you wake up the next day and you go, "Thank you very much and goodbye." Yeah. So yeah, it's being brave, it's it's scary, but it will it's scary for the build up, and as soon as it comes out, it's just like, "Well, it's out now." So, yeah. And you'll feel so good that you will have forgotten all about the anxiety and fear that led up to that point well you don't forget about it you remember it so that you can you know what to do the next time you're in that spot it's like I'm not gonna sit here I'm gonna do something about it Mm -hmm. because I think this is the thing that we just we think we have to live our lives in a certain way or there's no way to break it and truly it yeah it sounds radical but hey I mean to make change, sometimes you just need to like snap out of something.
1: It's a crazy thing because you—it's like the thing that sounds radical, but also seems like what we would all accept is just the most simple, like almost fact mm-hmm. of life is that we are all creating it as we're living it, and mm-hmm. the only reason why we are here is to just keep, you know, really? keep doing the things, keep following the things that we like and that you know create change and have a good impact but we all somehow get in this you know getting our really really heady I guess about being stuck or you know this is the way that we have to do things Mm -hmm. when when you get really quiet this that's when the stuff bubbles up organically it's like but actually no you're not a prisoner and actually I think by by us um being brave and getting uncomfortable that gives others permission to to do the same and you're Mm -hmm. actually helping you know it's not a selfish act
0: yeah I can only hope that you know my own personal journey is like expanding for someone you know that they can be like okay I can also say like no
1: yeah and we need (laughs) more more. (laughs) we need more people in the world I think who are fulfilled and happy and as much as they can be and kind of yeah listening to their intuition and that might be you know I'm really happy working a corporate Mm -hmm. job whatever and that's awesome but if we just had more people that were doing that and not like stuffed up in this prison that they've made for themselves I think (laughs) right so before we get to some kind of like quick fire questions at the end I just wanted to touch on social media Mm. because that's how I found you so I actually found Nina on her Instagram account that is called you flow yeah so I didn't even know her name um, until very (laughs) recently because I just yeah followed her account so I want to hear a little bit more about why you started it and um, how you've used it as a tool for Something more than I guess what some may use Instagram for (laughs) Hmm,
0: yeah so going back to the identity it was a really big deal for me to start this Instagram and it was like one of those things that I was going to do yeah I'm going to do the Instagram guys I'm going to do the Instagram and partially I guess probably because of yoga like I was practicing a lot of yoga and following lots of different accounts and my other sort of I had another Instagram before this Well, I still have it um, and it was for my music and my personal stuff. Um, but I wanted to have something that was more in terms of like health and wellness and yeah, I just kind of wanted to share the kind of journey that I had been on really. Um, and I like taking photos as well and I like to write so I was, you know, it was like, oh, I guess I'll just Put it all here, but for me it was, it was stressful because it was like I'm. Hi guys, I've been quiet for a year and here I am. It's Yi flow, it's yoga, it's meditation, it's crystals and woo things maybe. <laughs> um, but this is it, and you know if you're down to read what's
1: happening, great, and that's it. Like. And have you taken the pressure off of it, I guess, to be a thing that you're, like, doing and growing and making sure it's attracting the right mm. people or number of people? Or was that never really a concern?
0: No, I... No, never. It's not really the, my goal. The thing that kind of, like, uh, again it was the name. I was like, "Well, I need to like mm. I need the name and and it has to make sense and it needs to be, you know, and it was like I don't want it to be like something yoga because I don't want it to just be yoga. Like I want the freedom and flexibility to expand into different things and if it's going to turn into a company one day, like what I'm just like oh, I really So somehow I came up it's so funny with yi and I was like flow. I was trying to figure something out with flow and then I thought what is the greek word or root of the word like earth or something and it was yi. and then i looked at yi, and there's like a whole thing in like chinese philosophy and it just all like everything was just like poo, 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 and i was like oh my god ye flow that's it it's done looked it up handles there the website's there done 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 again like decision took like five minutes yeah it's such a theme. It's so interesting. Like, look at the themes and patterns in your life. it tells tell you so much. Um, and, yeah, and then I was even, I woke up that I was like, I'll sleep on it and then we'll see and then I'll start the Instagram. I slept on it, I practiced telling people in the mirror, like, <laughs> what it was going to so be. So I started
1: this Instagram and this is what it's about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and,
0: um, and then I read, and they were like, oh, well, how do you spell that? And I was like, why I flow? And then I was like,
1: <gasps> oh my goodness.
0: And I was like, why i flow i was like double i was like oh my god perfect done done oh
1: i love that
0: and i and i just and i feel so yeah like happy with it
1: yeah well clearly it's it's doing something because i it reached me and i found it when i really needed it and now here we are so i'll get into just a few kind of like quicker questions Mm -hmm um what are three non or any number really um non-negotiables for you right now so that could be uh, books media form a spiritual practice food meme like just Mm -hmm. three things in your life right now that are not negotiable
0: Mm, um my meditation for sure um I really, really am trying to keep up the practice at home, and I've been doing some training, so I'm doing that as well. Um, sleep, really trying to stay on sleep. Um, I'm finding it challenging, so I'm <laughs> so I'm putting that on the list so I can be more aware of it,
1: and spending more time with my boyfriend. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, where in your life are you working on being more flexible at the moment? Oh.
0: Hmm. Wow. Um, is this a difficult question? (laughs) (laughs) It is for me. Um, more flexible, I guess. I think generally I'm just trying to, this is the thing. This is what I was really resolving in this whole journey is just being in flow. Mm. like you just you just you just can't control everything there are very few things you can control one of them is this the mind yeah that is all i could do yeah and it's not even control control is the wrong word it's not it's not that it's just bringing awareness it's Mm. just being aware of what is going on in the head without the attachment Mm. because when i started yeah when i was introduced to meditation i was told you know the brain is designed to think Therefore, if you try and stop it from thinking, it's going to make some shit up. Yeah. And then you make shit up, and then you run with it. And then before you know it, you've been running with it for 10 years. Yeah. And that's the thing that really scared me when I first discovered this. I was like,
1: oh,
0: what? This is crazy. <laughs> we so are crazy powerful. people. Yeah. We need to really know what's going on. So, yeah. Um, I would say just general flexibility is important.
1: Yeah um what item on the world or local social cultural agenda are you most passionate about right now and why i mean or just in general just people's mental health
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah it's really really important and the i don't know just i think that we just all really need to learn to truly love ourselves this is the key to so much i'm really passionate about that and i think meditation is a tool a great tool for that because of that i make something up i run with it like it's like coming back coming back coming coming back just the narratives we're creating for ourselves exactly and you just believe that and um So yeah, I think for me and all this work and I'm heading to India next month to do some yoga teacher training and I'm very excited to start teaching um, and leading meditations as well because I really feel like that's... I found the thing now, the the medium, the way that I can, I think, help Mm. and just give my contribute to
1: the collective work that's being done, so... That's beautiful. Uh, well, my next question was going to be, um, what excites you about the future? It sounds like that might be a big well, part of it. Well,
0: I booked my flight today, so it's happening. I'm
1: going oh, to congrats. India.
0: Um, it, it has been a while coming, so I'm really happy and excited. I'm very grateful my birthday is going to be out there. Um, oh. And, yeah, I Thank think you. I'm I'm just excited for more connection, for more of this, <laughs> more conversation. Um. And I'm just, I, I mean, if you told me two months ago that I'd be sitting here having, like, having this conversation, I would never believe you. So, you know, in that flow, state of mind that I'm, you know, trying to, to stay with, um, I mean, life is exciting every day. It's,
1: if we let it, if we allow it, right? I yeah. mean, to be honest, it, it
0: really is. So,
1: yeah, who knows where, where the world will take me. <laughs> well thank you so much it's been an absolute delight thank you, thank you for, for having me Bye. thank you Thanks. oh and can you um, tell everyone where they can find you on, mm. on Instagram or elsewhere yes so for now it is Yiflow
0: on Instagram that is Y-I-F-L-O-W that um, I will be launching a website and stay tuned for Yoga classes and things. Oh, um, yeah, things. It'll be a fun summer.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I'll link to um, your handles and the show notes and we'll keep everyone updated. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, Nina is such a special person. I hope you all enjoyed listening almost as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Thanks for tuning in. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate and review if you're feeling really eager. Otherwise, I'll see you guys here next Monday. This has been Millennial Moments and we'll speak soon. Bye guys.